Hey, good afternoon. This is Mac from Snack Eric and Ask, and today I'm here to make a show about body image, nutrition, and fitness on SoundCloud. Uh, previously, the show was made live on Instagram, but I decided to uh, redo it for a podcast only. So I'm going to float back and forth in between each of the theme as they are tightly linked and so stay aware of the switches. Why do I want to talk about body image, nutrition and fitness? Because uh, in our lives we go through physical changes and we have no control over it. Eventually our psychic quickly realizes that it has the influence and is under the influence to change it. And then for the period of trying to fit in in society uh, with the people around you, with whatever norm, And when I was younger, for instance, I would tell you that thinner was better and overall uh, in France. So when I was younger, that would be like 20 years uh, ago. Um, overall in France, being tall and thin is very common. People will not fat shame you if you're a size 40, 42. But however, they would just describe you as like uh, the nice girl, the pretty girl, the classy girl. Or whatever. But if you were, say, a size 36 to 34, then you would get uh, happy comments such as, oh, she could be a top model. Uh, regarding the boys uh, back home, I think they suffer less open criticism, but they still have some pressure to be fashionable or average build or jovial, and definitely popularity helps. Uh, so it sounds a little cruel, I know, but that's French society for you. Now, Say in the USA, um, right now, well, a third of the adult population is obese, another third is overweight. So you can imagine that growing in curvier society affects your perception of you. Uh, yes, it would be less normal to have curves. And in the past, excess body fat was seen as a symbol of wealth and prosperity. But today it is linked to the socioeconomic context in some of the less developed countries. Studies have debated over whether poverty or the high price on healthy food or the environment was a factor in the weight gain. And I've been thinking about this a lot. It's quite a complicated way of thinking about it. So it could simply be that scarcity affect the psychology. And you have to understand, so when you have a day filled with a lot of stress, bad news, maybe You just want to buy that food that will make you feel good, right? Like cookie and ice cream or pizza and whatnot, whatever floats your boat. Ironically, it's also the food that is contributing to your weight. So are you then a victim of the system or are you contributing to your own prejudice? It is debatable. And there are as many contributing factors as there are people. So disclaimer, uh, I'm not a PT, I'm not a nutritionist, uh, I, I live from my experience and from the PT and nutritionists that have been around me. I'm not here to encourage conspiracy or the deviances of the body positivity movement. I put those together because they have become yet another hashtag, a trend, and people seem to twist and turn it to their own needs, whatever you might say to them. So body positivity should be more about raising tolerance and awareness about various sizes and shapes rather than put forward unhealthy figures and please don't misunderstand me i mean whether large or small so from the outside the act of body shaming spurs the self-hatred and this is what needs to be addressed here with the body positive mo movement So what is healthy? You could say healthy means balance between body and soul and it sounds 
great really and simple but the world we live in challenges it 24 7 yeah and you might even be having nightmares about it so body image is important in our in our society whether we like it or not what we show is who we are your clothes your smile the way you walk and talk your confidence it all transpires and you may be judged upon that at least at first glance first impression right so as you grow up, you might struggle with the way your body changes in comparison to your own expectations and to others. From then, your confidence gets affected. But I got news. It's not the end of the world. You will make it through. I know it's unbelievable, but you will. You will find your confidence. It might be harder for some of us because we have external influences, but it is doable. It takes time. And I wanted to address the body image subject as many people have been making comments on my body size. I am tall and slim and, and athletic. And it's not just boys making comments. I get younger girls and mothers asking me questions. And uh, it made me realize that a lot of people didn't know how their body was functioning and how they could make it even better. Um, so now that I know what I want and how to feel this is what I'm working towards. So I will say this to you. Yeah, from my own experience, if you feel like doing some changes, you gotta set your first goals. Start small and broad. As you go with it, you will figure out what you really want from getting in shape. Is it building muscle? Is it losing weight? Is it gaining weight, toning, cardio, overall well-being, calming your mind? It's so many possibilities. And good news, if you have no previous serious injuries or health condition, you can start today and it won't cost you anything. And yes, it's true, some people like to go to the gym. Fair enough. If you're a bodybuilder, you need those weights. If you're a weightlifter, you need those weights. Some people like to show off at the gym too. And others like to go just to be inspired by other people. It's a bit of a community, but it's not for everyone. I've tried and definitely I can go there but I really appreciate working out from home so in fact it's 30 to 50 percent of people that drop out from their gym subscription within six months and with covid and a good amount of people that I know go to the gym even when they're sick maybe sticking to an outdoor workout whether permitting here we are in Norway and it's crap sometimes but you gotta seize the opportunity or work out in the comfort of your own home and no, you do not need much space. You can literally have a 10 square meter room and it works, trust me. It's not such a bad idea. So you don't need much equipment either. You can start with a yoga mat. It's good for back support. And you don't need fancy clothes either. After all, you're home. So whatever is comfy for you, if you want to be in your underwear, that's fine. I would just advise the girls for a good sport bra. And if you take on running everybody, a good pair of shoes adapted to your foot with some cushioning um, because that's very important to support your your knees and avoid having hips and back problems afterwards and no you don't need to spend a, a thousand kroner on your shoes and I know they are crazy expensive out there but no you don't so if you are overwhelmed you can try also getting a personal trainer just for a few sessions to build your confidence but that has a cost so why not explore the world of youtube wonderful world everything you need is out there all levels all durations all difficulty level with equipment or without you can follow a pt that explains the movement carefully and some actually take the time to explain which muscle is used and how to isolate your motion properly 
And it's not just workouts, it's also well-being at the forefront, meditation, yoga, and if you suffer from aches, check out the mobility videos. Really helpful, especially as we are getting older. I mean, God knows I need it. Then what? So keep at it. Don't give up. Listen to testimonies from people who have done it before to keep motivated and find your motivation. And maybe this is when the first results show. So maybe it'll be a muscle bulge or maybe it'll be a good night's sleep, some peace of mind. Maybe it'll be just more flexibility and less back pain. Maybe it'll be just um, a feeling of accomplishment. It is important that ultimately you feel good about yourself, but I ain't gonna lie, at first it will hurt and sometimes you will feel tired and down and sick and will be frustrating and this will be your first lesson. Your body is your vessel and you need to give it a break, just like we drink too much or keep saying yes to everybody, you know, the burnout is right there, your liver needs a break, you will feel better afterwards, just get real be patient. Another point I would like to address is nutrition for each goal is eat menu. So if you are into bodybuilding, get ready to eat many meals a day, we know that, and drink a lot of water. But here I just want to focus on the regular people, the you and the me, and I don't believe in the world of diets. No, because they're temporal, they're strict, they're frustrating, there's nothing in there that's good for you. And think about it, Weight loss is followed by weight gain in almost everyone, and it's often followed by repeat dieting. It's a perfect circle. Now, think a little bit. If I tell you that the weight loss industry was worth two billion pounds in the UK in 2020, 71 billion dollars in the USA in 2020, and 4,000 million dollars a year in France, it's a money-making business. Um, If I think back when I grew up, I was surrounded by people on diets, people who were not overweight, people who had just gained a little bit over the years, as you do, as you get older. And they would sit at dinner table and talk about their diets and and this and that. I'm just eating meat. I'm just eating raw vegetables while eating. And I thought this was the most ridiculous situation ever encountered. So... Instead of depriving your body, our bodies, of precious nutrients, why why go cold turkey and why not apply the good old balance, control of your portions and hydration? Why would you want to punish yourself? It's a lifestyle change, not just a, a temporal, restrictive, whatever, weird self-beating action. I don't even know. So when it comes than to fitness supplements because there's a big trend around this and a lot of people like to buy those because they think they're gonna just be stronger faster and all that you don't really need them you need good nutrition if you do want to build muscle you need the proper nutrition but if you're a regular person that's just trying to uh, get a little bit of muscle or just tone down you don't need any of those some of those products on the markets are very unsafe many have been taken down the past 15 to 20 years and for the rest which is still legally uh, sellable. The dosage is so low that it's mostly working as a placebo. I know you feel like it's helping you and you're building more muscle, but really long term, you're going to have to eat that every day of your life and you're going to have to work more every day of your life. And in truth, many athletes still use steroids, but it's all very hush-hush. I can tell you, any group of athletes that I've met, there were always people within those groups that were mm, using stuff. 
In any case, don't do like that TikToker in the States who, after eating eight spoons of pre-workout without water, was found unresponsive at home post-workout with high irregular heart rate, internal bleeding in his brain, his brain expanding inside his skull, and he had to have surgery to remove parts of his skull and relieve the pressure. Luckily, he made a full recovery a few months later. Well done. Now, I want to go back to the body image issue for a bit. So because it's so straightforward once you want to make the changes and you know how to go about it. But I would like to address the body image issue surge in correlation with COVID-19. Many people have struggled with the lockdowns. Some of us got more anxious, some lost weight, some put on weight, some got very frustrated and depressed with their life habits being altered so suddenly. The inability to move freely, to go to the gym, it's open, it's closed, to meet our friends and family, the growing loneliness, all of these exacerbate our body image issues. So on one side, the gym closed and some people, they just rushed to the store to buy all the gym equipment available. And on the other side, some people's conditions worsened. Uh, a survey in the US and Netherlands found that 62% uh, of people with anorexia experienced worsening of symptoms as the pandemic hit last spring, and a third of the one with uh, bulimia experienced uh, worsened symptoms. In the UK, the Institute of Fiscal Studies analyzed data found a substantial deterioration in mental health during the period uh, of COVID-19 lockdown last year, with women, young people, and those with pre-existing mental health difficulties very affected, and the development or exacerbation of pre-existing eating disorder psychopathology. So collective anxiety about the weight gain during lockdown, the stigmatizing media messages about the danger of higher body weight. Did you remember when you were watching TV and they were saying those who are over this BMI will be more at risk of dying from COVID? Yeah, all of that. All of that contributes to increased body shame. Add to that isolation, disruption of your daily routine. So Regular person might not feel so bothered not to be able to go around. Yes, it is frustrating. But think about those who suffer from mental health issue. Your life revolves around safety routines to keep you calm and in control, as destructive as they can be. So when those are taken away, you might expect a crisis or relapse. Say, if you have anxiety, you might need a certain level of interaction with people physical interaction to keep you focused. If you are anorexic, you have cravings and you might not want be able to access the food you crave when you crave, which leads to even more self-nishment and starvation. If you're bulimic, you can't binge as you please. The same goes. You feel a lot of self-loathing and it can have devastating consequences. To give you some numbers, there are currently recorded 50,000 diagnosed women between 15 and 44 years old in Norway with eating disorders. And it's troubling to me not to have any numbers for the male population. It shows the lack of studies, the lack of awareness and, and this lacking system to help sufferers. If I compare to the UK, they have statistics for male as young as 5 to 10 years old. They have 12, over 12,000 cases, 11 to 34 years old, 87,000 cases. 35 years old and over with 170 thousands and overall with the female population it reaches 1.25 million sufferers it's huge another issue 
is the reduced access to therapy because it's lockdown. And yes, not all the doctors are working. And yes, most of the doctors are online now. And maybe you're lucky enough to be in a country where psychological help is easily accessible and well-developed. But I'm afraid to say in Norway, it's not the case. The waiting lists have shortened a little thanks to some funding at last. But now you have still have to wait between three to six months compared to six to eight months to see somebody. And when you finally get a chance to blow your bubble, you don't be surprised if your therapist analyzes you and ranks you as a less important case. I've been told before, um, your case is not so serious. So just because you don't do drugs, you haven't slashed your wrist or you haven't assaulted other people. There you go. So you're stuck at home. You don't have proper treatment. And what do you do to pass time during lockdown? Social media, where you are bombarded by feet of habit, fit, false people. All of them willing to share their tips on how to keep healthy with this and that smoothie, this and that workout, this and that fake tan, this and that daily routine. And you, you are feeling down and sluggish and feel even worse about yourself when you see those people because you are made to believe that this is a great opportunity to feel better, to get your shit together. And who knows, you might get this precious time not never get this precious time to procrastinate again so okay maybe you get moving and it goes nowhere and maybe you just feel like a slob watching other people being proactive and yes time is precious time to think time to relax time to organize our thoughts but it's also okay if your brain is a rocket about to explode do it at your own pace be realistic take a step back everyone suffer from this pandemic in all of the world. Some countries are very spoiled, but that doesn't mean they aren't affected by it. It could simply be that the backlash will be on future generations when the state's drawers are empty. So don't look at the stuff that might hurt your self-esteem. Take a look at the mirror and yeah, I know you hate yourself. Fuck it, don't stare at it so much. Don't look at the social media feed so much. Get rid of that mirror, put down that phone or do things that are better for your brain. Watch a good documentary. Step outside for a bit. Go pet some animals if there's some around your neighborhood. I don't know, maybe the neighbor has a llama in the garden or something. Talk to somebody you like. Even if you haven't reached out for them in forever, it's stressing you out to death. I don't care, just make that call. Pick one of your problems and try to find a solution. One problem at a time. Work on that, as small as it can be. And that will be my tips and advice uh, on body image, fitness and nutrition for the day. Thank you for listening.